I want you all to know that America today, America today is on bended knee in prayer for the people whose lives were lost here, for the workers who work here, for the families who mourn. This nation stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. I can hear you! I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... And the people who knocked these buildings down We'll hear all of us soon. The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. everybody and welcome to the Joel Mahalik show I uh, welcome you in through the gateway that you made it here through which is obviously through the power of the internet and I am sitting here across the news desk where and sometimes it's the dinner desk from the <laughs> lovely Sharon hi Sharon how are you hi how are you good welcome well welcome to you too welcome to me too and welcome to all of you for joining us the website for the show is um, <laughs> The website, for the show, I'm, I'm like focusing on what you're doing oh, there. No, and don't then focus apparently on I this. can't walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. I thought well, I we could. always knew that. No, I thought that I could, <laughs> but I guess I can't. No, sir. The website is jmtalk.net, and uh, stop there and, of course, subscribe to the podcast on all of your favorite mediums. And also uh, the 24-7 stream, which will keep you busy with us in between from Sunday to Sunday. New episodes drop on Sundays. And so, uh, also, I always forget to do this. Social media, uh, at Facebook, it's JM Talk. And at Twitter, it's at JM Talk Radio. And you, and you have a Twitter. We still haven't gotten this figured out. I know. Well, it's... You actually have seven or 8,000 Twitter <laughs> handles. Cause every, every you know what it is? All right. I get a Twitter account. And then, like... Years later, I'm like, oh, I want a Twitter account. <laughs> so I forget the one that I signed up with, so I get a new one. Right. Seven times. <laughs> and then, yeah, you recently got a new one, and I said, okay, I'll just, because uh, you, you didn't give me the name of it yet, and I said, well, I'll just search it. And yes, I, I did. To, well, you did, but then I searched your name, and then, of course, on Twitter, there's like seven or eight of you. Right. So I only do, hold on. Yeah, do you have it handy? Do you actually have the app? Are you using it? Have you said anything yet? No. Like, hey, you should check out our great show. Um, yeah, J- I said that. At JM Talk Radio. Sure. You didn't, because I would have gotten a notification that you tagged the show <laughs> in a tweet. Okay, so. I'm going to teach you how to do this, yeah. Well, you would think I'd know. You do know, because the first one you set up when you were a student in college so many moons ago, 
you were tweeting about how your homework was giving you a headache. Right. But then <laughs> all that stuff I learned, right, uh-huh. pushed that Twitter information out you know, to make room. You know, there's so much room in your suitcase up yes, there? Yes, there's only so much room. Wow. Big, uh, oh, man. What? What is it? I you just, forgot it? No. I just came to the end of the internet. <laughs> You've reached the end of the internet. I've reached the end. Can you what buy, do I do? Can you buy more tokens? <laughs> I can. Hold on. All right, so while she's looking for her yeah, Twitter right? handle, do you have your Twitter handle? Uh, it's either... <clears throat> Isn't it like at Michaelek underscore Sharon? Um... Who that might some, be one of them. Who puts the <laughs> other one is? <laughs> who puts an underscore in their handle on Twitter? I didn't. But at the time, right, let me Bef- see. listen. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Before you get too too busy with that Twitter handle, okay, you can change your Twitter handle. To? Well, I think it should be Lovely Sharon, at Lovely Sharon. If it's not already taken, I mean, you can't take someone else's Twitter handle. Why not? Well, if you want to go beat them up, then I guess you can. I want what to. What I'm saying is. You could change it to something without well, an underscore. for me email, which I do have. I don't think we should get into that right now. No? Why? No. Anyway, so while you're typing, right. away, while, typing away, while you're typing away, uh, I, 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 I want to tell the folks about my great assistant at work because he saved my life the other day. Now, I'm telling you guys because I'm not getting any sympathy over on this end of the microphone about my story so maybe someone out there can relate so i was having a really uh hectic day on friday at work this week mm-hmm. and uh, i actually did not even get to have my lunch break until two hours past lunchtime which because of my health is not a good idea and so i so i get back to the office and i put everything away and i go and i throw my soup into the microwave and i'm washing my hands and while i'm washing my hands there was a spider in the sink. Oh, kind of Lord. ran out. Kind of ran out from behind or underneath and the it wash was rag. This big. It was twice the size of Molly. Okay, all right. You know when you're telling this story, I gotta, I gotta say this. You're telling this story, and I'm mentally picturing. Do you remember that movie, Dave? Dave. 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 The movie. Dave's not here. Okay, the movie Dave is where... Which one is that? Is that the uh, one? That's the one where he, the, this guy gets pulled... Oh, the one who did Impressions the of President? Okay, that yeah. Dave, okay. Okay. Oh, Dave! So, Dave, okay. <laughs> so, those of you who have seen this movie, there is a portion where he is... Or, there's a scene where he is in a factory, okay? Uh-huh. And it's got robotic arms, and he, whatever he Oh, he was does, attached to the robotic arms. And, of course, attached, the robotic arms were like 10 right, feet and wide. And he said, I once caught a fish this big. And he pull, puts his arms out as far as he can. Okay. That's how big this spider was. It was that big. I'm just saying. And because I am arachnophobic seri- to, to the very serious degree... Um, I was uh, fortunate fortunate enough that my assistant was right there in uh, you know, our, 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 the kitchen in our suite. is It's all one big open area. Right. And he was able to uh, get rid of the spider uh, for Thank me. Thank goodness, huh? 
Uh, listen, he said it had markings on it. It was poisonous. So. Okay, so. So what? I'm just trying to relay the fact that I'm extremely appreciative of him for saving my life. Absolutely. I could have been killed or even worse by this thing. Right? Um, it had news. 17 legs on it, Sharon. What? Yeah. Oh, my. And listen, don't even get me started about the bugs out in that shed. Okay, that so. That I worked on today. Yeah, you you worked. I looked like I had the brush. Okay, I people. had the wood brush, and I looked like a swordsman from the old days. I was killing everything that came anywhere okay. near me. Everybody, please help me. Help me. I ask, and Joel is a typical man, very typical man. Meaning? Meaning, what does that mean? when you ask your man to do something for you, it takes him six months or more. And I don't need a reminder every four months. Right. So, the toolbox that he's talking about was it's one of those big ones, you know. Mechanics toolbox, yeah. Yeah. Um, Us men don't know what you mean the, if you just say mechanics toolbox. Okay, whatever. So, <laughs> so he finally decides today to take it out of my dining room. Thank God. You didn't like your craftsman's break front in the dining room? No, I sure didn't. <laughs> it was taking up space. It was a tea cart. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So it was just something else to hold stuff. It was holding stuff very it well. It was, I know, and we kept piling stuff on top of it. And I can't, you know, I can't stand it. So I'm very happy that you finally got it out. I, I told finally. you, I, I don't need a reminder every four months. I will get it done. Well, <laughs> uh, uh. so, so. Any, any, anyway, so getting back to my thing, I want so a big shout out thanks to my assistant at work for for saving my life. Yeah. On Friday of this week. Why are you talking <laughs> to me like that? <laughs> anyway, I'm actually. <laughs> Anyway, he was talking to me like that because I'm going through my notes on my phone. So, th so this this week this week was um, obviously 18 years since 9/11, uh, and um, so I really I, I guess I just wanted to put that out there because sometimes I think people forget. Like I, I know the the cliche phrase "never forget," but like anything else in our lives, we'll forget these things. And, Maybe um, not forget is is not the appropriate word, because um, we would never forget that, never. Right. But maybe it's pushed to a corner in your mind. Right. Because other things happen, other things yeah. come up, and other yeah. things, you know, life, life happens. happens. Yeah, you need second to time stop this, it. <laughs> the second time in like two days. Second time in as many days. Knock it off. <laughs> okay, so we do that all the time, though. Yeah, yeah, it, we it, really do. It is something we do. So, um, just um, just remember those that you know uh, are, are still going through it. There's, a, you know, we lost a lot of people, yeah. and there's still, you know, there's still people that uh, are going through the loss. Mm -hmm. There are still people. A lot of first responders from that day are yeah. still passing away. Um, on a very regular basis because of cancers and other illnesses caused from all that dust and everything. Yeah. Um, so, 
And despite what, um, how you hear it uh, played out, because I, I sort of feel like, and, and you know, I don't like to stretch into the political scene um, much on this program, so so I won't. But I, right. I, I just want to teeter for a second. I just feel from some things that I've heard um, coming out of the mouths of uh, one or two politicians, I do feel like uh, that piece of our history is trying to be uh, watered down. And I'll, I'll, I'll only say that and stop there and just ask that um, that you don't forget. And you should talk to your children about what happened because these kinds of things uh, have, for some reason, become norm in our society and it's created such right. a fear. And, and, and you should talk to your children about it. But, um, so, yes, uh, anniversary of 9-11, 18 years. I cannot even believe it's been 18 years. Can you? No, I really, really can't. It was. It became our John F. Kennedy moment. I call it. I don't know what it's called, but I call it our John F. Kennedy moment because people used to say when I was a kid, people I, I would hear adults talking about, oh, you know what you were doing when Kennedy was assassinated. Yeah, yeah. Now we know exactly what we were doing when this stuff happened. We were shopping at Kmart, yeah. and the place was a buzz. We were actually trying to find out what everybody was a buzz about. Well, no, actually, the way it happened was we were we were watching TV. But we were on cable channels. We weren't on news channels or regular. Right, but and sometime after the girls went to school, we went to Kmart. Right, and that's no, you're where, right. Okay. We, were, we were in the car when we found out about it because we listened to a talk radio show. 101.5. Right. So and New Jersey. Yeah, so we heard about it. Um, and we were going to Kmart anyway, so of course we had to pick up our flags so we can have them on our cars and in front of our house, you right. know. To, but we were stunned. Yeah. As I'm, as I know, every single person in this country was stunned. And we had that same effect that, like, they talked about, like, you know, after Ken, like Kennedy was assassinated, and then like a couple of days later, when they had Oswald in custody, Oswald was uh, shot and killed in custody, and then right. it, then that turned into you know like people didn't want to change out, they didn't want to leave the TV, and right. I kind of feel like we were like that for like a week. We like oh, we didn't want to leave. We were definitely. stuck on like CNN for a week. Yeah. Back when we used to watch CNN. Right. Um. So yeah, so eighteen years, um, today. Not right. today, this week. This um, week, right. So also on the calendar, um, my cousin Bob, who, as you as you know, right. plays a certain guy in a red suit, right. uh, would like everybody on social media to know that today marks the 100 days out from Christmas. Wow. But you have to Did you know, speaking of Christmas... I started my Christmas shopping in June. Wow. I did. Did you know I'm going to start mine on the 21st of December? <laughs> well, that's great because you normally start on the 24th of December. I don't, no, I don't. Oh. No, I don't. Bull hockey. Yes, you do. The 24th of December is supposed to be the one day I go nowhere. And every year, somehow, someone <laughs> makes me leave this house on the 24th. Uh, that's like my day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, cousin Bob, right, starts to count down to Christmas on the twenty sixth of December. 
It would be okay. It, it would be fair to say that he gets on some people's nerves. I guess <laughs> <laughs> it would also be fair to say but he doesn't he care. But he enjoys it so oh, yeah, much. Yeah, he, he really, really and, and, and does. And he's good at it. He's good yeah. at it. So a hundred days. Wow. Hundred day marker. Hundred days. Meanwhile, we're just concerned about how long it is till Halloween, which is you know <laughs> like our big holiday. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, he would like us and he would like everybody to know that 100 days. So, if, uh, uh, please don't get depressed by that information. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or shoot your computer because somebody will. I mean, some people will. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's a reminder they're probably not looking forward to. You know, I had. I'm going to change the subject completely. Okay. And I'm going to. Um, talk about our last week's show when we were talking about that priest. Oh, yes. Yes. Remember? Do you remember? I remember. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. Your doctor's falling right out of your <laughs> mouth. So, I had an idea. Um... We should, they they have Harry Potter everything, right. figurines, you know, everything, Harry Potter. What we should do is get some of this memorabilia. And send it to them as a care package? Yeah. Well, I thought that what you wanted to do, and not saying that I'm going to do it because I'm a cheap ass, <laughs> but... He really is. Wait, uh, I, I thought that we saw some post about some sort of light being sold on the internet that supposedly yes. lights up blue in the presence of ghosts. That was you it. Want, that was you it. You wanted to send that light I to him. Get th- yeah, I do. So he can make sure he's I safe. I still do. And then he can go on social media, you know, on like um, right. on like facepriest.com, yep. and he can mark himself safe from ghosts because <laughs> his light didn't come on. <laughs> or we just trigger it to, for the light to go on all the time. Right, right. And then, can you imagine how frantic he would be? I know, especially right? since he believes us that, that that these spells will conjure yeah, them up. Yeah, right. <laughs> and right before the light comes on, it'll, we should have it where there's a there's a, a, noise, uh, a speaker like inside of it that just starts spewing the spells from the books. Yeah, says a spell, light comes on. Says a spell, light comes on. <laughs> right, and. We take the on-off switch, and we make it an on-on switch. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if a, if, a, if a device that lights only in the presence of a ghost, and now this is my little uh, my um, amateur paranormal coming out, I would think it wouldn't have an on-off switch. If it was, again, now you and I both know this light is probably a bunch of hooey. Oh, yeah, definitely. But... If it were, oh, and then we send him a Ouija board. <laughs> but there shouldn't be an on an on off switch on it if it's true. Well, I mean. And speaking of ghosts and goblins, I watched last night the first season, first episode of The Haunting of Hill House. It's a Netflix original. Okay. And i don't know what to say about it i will say this i i am I'm, I'm watching it off a recommendation from one of my horror groups and somebody there did say it's a good show um but please just make it through the first episode so to me that would that was them saying look the first episode is uh, maybe a little cheesy yeah. you know and then 
I I saw an article yesterday that said season two was going to be even scarier. So I oh, wow. I did doze off once or twice for like a moment or two. So I had to go back and watch it because it, <laughs> no, the premise was interesting. Okay. No, 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 no. You, everybody, a please. Moment mo- no, a moment or two. No, it was a moment or two. It was a moment or two. It could be an hour or two. It was a moment or two. Oh, okay. look. Oh, look. We're out of time. Oh. Time to go take a break. Dang it. Yeah. And then that way you can reset. So. <laughs> okay. So we're going to take a quick break with this message, uh, from, with this honest message from your local cable provider. Be right back. Hi. We're your local high-speed internet and cable provider. Are you looking for a fast, reliable internet connection? A large selection of your favorite HDTV channels with 24-7 access to the best customer support technicians, all at a fair price? Fuck you. You'll take what we give you. You'll have the option of choosing from several of our completely unwarranted rip-offs, including internet speeds up to 200 times slower than Korea, at twice the price, TV packages with over 500 channels, 90% of which you can't view, and we guarantee a plethora of hidden fees. Then, our barely trained technicians will come to install your services somewhere between the hours of 8 a.m. and 10 p.m., knock once while you're in the shower, and promptly leave. And once we do finally get your service up and running, it'll be down and limping within three hours. Indefinitely. Why, you ask? Simple. We are part of what is called an oligopoly. It's like a monopoly, only legal. See, in closed-door meetings with four or five of the other major providers, we've secretly agreed not to have differing prices, allowing us to completely eliminate any competition and collectively raise our prices to optimum cockbag levels. Because we here at your local high-speed internet and cable provider don't believe in customer satisfaction. We believe in money. Pools of money. Looking for a better deal? You can oligobble down our balls. You're paying for it. Your local high-speed internet and cable provider. You won't like it, and there's no other option. Welcome back to the program. This is the Joel Mahalik Show, and I'm Joel Mahalik, and I'm here with the lovely Sharon. And oh, goodness. We wel- welcome you back to the program. I wanted to talk about, uh, in the first, I was going to say first season, but I don't, we don't do seasons anymore. I started doing seasons, so in the first air quote season of the Joel Mahalik show I talked about and in fact it was one of the very first episodes about gamers in fact I think the title of the podcast if you want to go back and listen is called gamers gone wrong well I talked about this thing where when gamers get mad at each other um, they do this thing called swatting like if we're playing a game online and then I get angry at you and I happen to look you up and I feel confident this is where you live you know I'll call a fake police call and, to, and and say stuff about you to the police to make them come to your house, like that you're barricaded in barricaded in there with guns and stuff, whatever. Wow. If the term is called swatting. Okay. And basically, you make a fake call that initiates a SWAT team to show up at that house. Wow. And so on this program last season, last year. I talked about uh, a group of people who were gaming, and they did a um, uh, a hoax phone call um, that led... It was an Ohio video gamer. He played a role in this group of a hoax phone call that led police to kill a man in Kansas. Um, This kid was sentenced on Friday to 15 months in prison, which... So this is like a follow-up story. You know, we talked about this before, Sharon. Right, You very rarely get a follow-up. To stuff that you that you talk about, uh, right? Exactly. And this was a big story for me. Mm-hmm. I, and as a gamer, I was um, I was just floored and yeah. angry at these people that they would do that. Like, 
I don't, what the hell is your problem that you get that angry at somebody that you're they playing a game with? More Absolutely, they do. But at this point, I'll take whatever they're going to give me. I mean, you know. No, we a person died yes. as a result. Yes. Well, let me cover so, the story. Let me cover the story. They'll give some information because you'll be brought up to speed on it. And so will the listeners, okay? Okay. So Casey Viner, 19 years old, uh, was one of three defendants in a case of swatting, uh, making a false report to send police somewhere. This led Wichita police to erroneously shoot and kill 28-year-old Andrew Finch at his front door in December of 2017. Authorities said Viner asked one of the co-defendants to make the call because of an argument over an online video game. An argument that turned out not to even involve Finch. Wow. Viner, of Cincinnati, of a Cincinnati suburb, sentenced to federal court in Wichita after pleading guilty to one count each of conspiracy and obstructing justice, uh, a U.S. Mm. attorney's office in Kansas said. Swadden's not a prank and is in no way to resolve disputes among gamers. Totally agree. This is from Stephen McAllister. Um, once again, I call upon gamers to self-police their community to ensure the practice of swadden is ended once and for all. Now, I don't know how you do that in, a, in an online community, you know. Uh, you can't police each other in an online right. community because people are badasses when they're, when they're behind a keyboard. Right. So what happened was Viner admitted that he had argued with the third co-defendant, a gamer in Wichita, over a multiplayer session of Call of Duty World War II. That was scary because I had just gotten that game. Right, yeah. Not, you know, soon, you know, uh, not too long before this story came out. Right. And those people are crazy on that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viner was upset because the Wichita gamer, a teammate of his during a session, killed his in-game character. Wow. During their argument, <clears throat> Viner threatened to SWAT the teammate, and the teammate responded by providing an address and saying, please try some bleep, the affidavit said. So, wow. Uh, now for, because we're okay on this show, he said, try some shit, please. And so then Vi- Viner then enlisted Barris to SWAT the Wichita <laughs> gamer. So the gamer he was mad at gave him a fake address. Try it, buddy. I don't care. Wow. And the address was for... So whatever they said to the police uh, in this SWAT incident, mm-hmm. I mean, the police, you know, balls to the wall. Evening of December 28th, 2017, 9-11 caller, 911 caller, told a dispatcher in Kansas, Sedgwick County, of a shooting and possible hostage situation at Finch's address. Wow. Dispatchers reported that the caller said he shot his father in the head and was holding his mother and brother at gunpoint. The caller also warned he wanted to kill himself and light the house on fire. This was the call made wow. to the address. Be- wow. Because your in-game character was killed by somebody. Wow. Uh, so Wichita police went to the home and surrounded it. Uh, Finch came out of the house when police arrived, and he was shot, according to the U.S. attorney, um, when he dropped his hands while the officers were telling right. him to, to raise his hands. Um so, investigators would later learn that the 9-11 call was Barris calling from Los Angeles and, related, and, <clears throat> and other counts. He was related to other calls uh, like this where nobody was hurt. So, um, the third mm-hmm. co-defendant, this is, you, you, now you're going to hate this, has been placed on deferred prosecution. Wow. I don't even know what that means, Sharon. Right? I but have it's no not idea. 15 months like Viner gets. Yeah, that's um, ridiculous. So... If I were that guy's family, the one that was shot and killed. I'm sure there's a civil suit if that's what you're getting ready to say. Absolutely. There's got to be a civil suit, right? There has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
This behavior is ridiculous. Although I don't know if you're allowed to sue the government per se and police are a part of the government. No, I don't think, no, no. I'm thinking a civil suit from Finch's family against all three of these co-defendants and their families. Right. From, for, for doing this, for this swatting yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. People, it's a game. It's a game. Right. And it's the same thing, and this is going to be a bit of a tangent, but I'm going to hang close. Usually the tangents go way out here. <laughs> I'm going to hang close because we're still talking about games, okay? It's a game. Right. This brings me a little bit to Big Brother, which is a game. You know? I, remember I said weeks ago, I keep forgetting I want to talk about Big right, Brother. Right. So this is perfect. These people in Big Brother, are they not screened? These people in Big Brother, they do, they not, do they not say, I watch it all the time, I love this game, yes. I'm a mega fan, a super fan, you know? Yep. Uh, then they get on the game and they cry all, all episode, time. every episode. Oh, this game is hard. I don't know. <laughs> Wait a minute, aren't you a super fan? Wait. <laughs> it, w w this is BB21. You don't know anything about how this game works? You didn't wow. think you'd get stabbed in the back every single hour of every single right. day? <laughs> From the moment you walk into right. the big brother house. How do you not house? know that? Right. These are games. I needed to segue that. Now I'll bring it back. Getting angry at people on online games is ridiculous. I compare this back to my old radio show. We talked about a lady who killed her husband in real life because they both played the game Second Life. And they were, to, they were married in Second Life. And he filed for divorce in Second Life. So she killed him in real life. Wow. Come a on. game. A game. Wow. That's crazy. I'm not advocating banning games. I'm perfectly normal. I play games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and, and file honestly, for a divorce in the game. <laughs> the one time when I first got my headset and I hooked it up, remember? Yeah. And then... Um, so everyone else in the online game, you could hear. And you, they were all very mouthy, very rude, mm. crude, ignorant. And they were all about 12. You could tell by yeah. their voices. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't, I don't understand what goes on in people's heads that they get angry over that stuff. I, listen, I'm not a very good gamer when it comes to Call of Duties and stuff like that. Right. I love those kinds of games because, as my, you know, Victor will tell you, my son-in-law, I just pull the trigger and won't get off the trigger no matter what. It right. could be our warship game. It could be a gun game. I, he says, I lay on the trigger. All he hears is, um, all he hears from me is, <laughs> and it drives him a bit, a bit crazy. So, right. <laughs> equally so, I die about 10,000 times Within per, the five, first yeah, five minutes. in the first five minutes of the game. I'm not out swatting people. I'm because because it's a game, which by definition means it's entertainment. I'm mm -hmm. being entertained. I'm happy. I'm done. Right. So, I mean, I say kudos because he's he's being punished, and th and they all need to be punished. That is correct. Yes. Um. Will the gaming community learn a lesson? No. I, I don't know because you just because can't. they're all twelve. They don't know yeah. that. Yeah, they're all twelve. That's why they won't. <laughs> so it's a game people it's a game all right um so 
here's another thing I wanted to bring up. And I, I... I don't... I don't know... You're a fan of Frankenstein, right? Dr. Frankenstein, Mary yeah. Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. You like that story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, recently, researchers are once again looking for ways to reverse death. And they may, okay. and they may have found a solution. A new trial may bring the dead back to life called the Reanima Project. Oh, come on. Yeah, for this study, researchers will use stem cells as a reset button for the body to erase cell damage and stimulate tissue regeneration. I mean, seriously, it's alive! It's alive! Oh my God, and how are they going to be when they come back? You know, who are we to play God? Right? Yeah, is it going to be Pet Cemetery coming back? Yeah, right? Mm -mm, When I die, do not try it. Don't even try it. So the trial will I will haunt your ass. <laughs> the trial will be run by Indian specialist Dr. Himanshi Bansal and biotech companies called Ravita Life Sciences and BioQuark Inc. Twenty patients are the subjects of the study. They are all brain dead, which is considered clinical death. Right. Uh, and they're only kept alive through life life support. So the test will involve injecting brain stem cells and pep- peptides into their brains bi-weekly over six weeks and a series of other treatments including lasers and nerve stimulation techniques which have brought patients out of comas in the past. Mm. I, I, I didn't get this to talk about because I was interested in it. I got it to talk about it because I think it's absurd. Right. Um, it is absurd. This is as absurd as a couple years ago. I'm really, you know, I'm relating a lot to my old show tonight. A couple of years ago on a show we, I talked about why, it. Why are you doing I that? don't well, Listen, because I'm connecting dots. So I talked about a guy. But I wasn't on your other show. I know. Are you trying to tell me something? Because you had your own show. Are you trying to tell me something? You had your own show that had better ratings than my show, but you didn't have to bring that up. Okay. So I talked about (laughs) this guy. No, I didn't. You did. (laughs) I I talked about this guy who... I'm sorry. uh, I didn't mean to... Needed a heart transplant, so he had his heart taken out, and a, a mechanical pump put in in place of his heart. Now, he couldn't maintain, you know, temperature, so he was always cold. He didn't feel cold because he didn't have a real heart, but his body felt cold. And that was the only symptom, okay, because the, the, it, was a, it was a mechanical pump in here mm-hmm. connected to his valves and his veins and arteries, and all it was doing was just pumping the blood, which keeps the rest of the body alive. And he right. lived like this for, I think, a little more than a week before the family decided this really wasn't no way to live. Exactly. And they had them, you know, uh, reverse, re- reverse it. it and let him go. But it's, you know, the playing God thing. Yeah. That scares me. I think it really does. When, when it comes to death, I think you have to let them go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and not trying to do this Frankenstein stuff, mechanical hearts. Uh, I'm, I mean, you know, I know they're doing great things. They're doing great things with 3D printers. Like they used to use right. these. They used to use valves from pigs to do uh, valve recovery surgery on hearts. Mm -hmm. Now they're printing flexible uh, valves, you know, in sheets of like 20, you know, that out of a printer, 3D printer that can be used. And also they're printing an entire heart 3D, not to be used, a pliable 3D heart. It's used for surgery practice. So now you have these heart surgeons that are able to, uh, are able to cut this open and it's, you know, because right. it's 3D printed, it has everything that, that the real heart has. But they can, you know, work with that in preparation. Oh, well. You know. Yeah. But then it makes you wonder if someday will they be able to 
use a hard light? I don't know. Like, you know. Well, I mean, if it's 3D, then it's plastic or cardboard. Well, this is well. Uh, th- th- this was squishy when I saw it on this on the sign. Oh, channel. really? It was squishy. Squishy, squishy. Yeah, you know, like um, squishy, squishy. You know, pliable, <laughs> like pliable, squishy. You know squishy, what I mean? Squishy, squishy. I get it. Um, or squishy, squishy. Yeah, or that. So if it's uh, if it's a transplant, that's one thing. But these things to keep to to reverse death is just right. Great time of year for that kind of story, but yeah, it doesn't make it any more acceptable to have to to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't agree with it, and that's really the only reason why I brought the story by is um, is because I think it's ridiculous. Um, but you're a fan of Frankenstein. So. I look, I and this wholeheartedly is believe in reincarnation. Okay. That's not what this oh, is. Oh, no, this is reanimation. Right. This and is like uh, zombies. This is zombie manufacturing. I know. Like, what kind of deal would their brain be in? Well, zombies eat brains. I know, so... You, you know what vegetarian zombies eat, right? Or vegan zombies? I don't know. Grains! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, people. Please, please help me. <laughs> please... Grains, can it? Brains? I get it. <laughs> that was so funny. I thought it was. <laughs> it was. That's a joke you can tell your little, your kitties. In fact, Tara, if you're listening, our granddaughter, because mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tara and I like to swap. Now they're called dad jokes, okay, because they're corny, right? But they're also simple enough that you can tell a preteen, you know, and they'll laugh, right? So. That's your dad joke uh, for the show. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, that really kind of narrows things down to about nothing. You've right, made it. Yeah. You have made it. I it made it. It is now time for you to feed. Time now to feed and walk the security system for you. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, Come on, security system. Let's go. <laughs> and for everybody else, uh, when I come back, I have a new wombat of the week. I have um, heroes to honor, mm-hmm. and I have one last thing. All right. Yeah. So that's all coming up in the home stretch of the show, which is up after this break. And uh, so let's all say bye to Sharon. Bye, bye Sharon. Sharon. And I'll be back after this. Don't go anywhere. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. Not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com.
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show. This is the third segment of the show, or as we like to call it, the final stretch. I thank you for staying with us and hanging out and subscribing to the podcast. And in this segment, we do a couple different things. Uh, one, we talk about heroes, and two, we talk about wombats. Uh, of the week. If you're a new listener, you'll find out what all this means. And then if time prevails, and usually it does, and once in, once in a while it doesn't, then we talk about one last thing. So it's sort of where I house these three regular segments, although that doesn't mean it will stay like that. Um, I toyed a little bit with the idea of moving the segments around, uh, but I, n- not that we've done anything yet. So anyway... That is that, and here we go. So, um, I guess the first thing we usually tackle is we usually tackle our Wombat of the Week, sort of a start off with a little comic relief. So if you're new to, new to the program, a Wombat of the Week is uh, usually stupid people doing stupid things and winding up in the newspaper. Now, you can get involved in the Wombat of the Week. Because I'm leaning very heavily on doing a yearly Wombat of the Week, which would be compiled. Uh, So far, it looks like the judges would be me and the lovely Sharon. And maybe Molly, if she has an opinion. And we take all the Wombats of the Week, (coughs) excuse me, from the entire year. And we kind of look at them. And maybe, I mean, first of all, you have to be a real good Wombat to make it to the show. So we might just kind of fold them all up and throw them into a hat or a box or something like that. And then pull them out and and call that the winner. I don't know. We'll we'll come up with some way. And we'll actually have the Wombat of the Year awards. And maybe there'll be some runners-up. We don't know. We'll find out as we put this stuff together. So stay tuned for more information on that. And so, as I was saying, you can get involved in Wombat of the Week. Here's how you do it. You can send us a story of stupid people doing stupid things. And you can send it to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You can also send it to wombat at joelmaholic.com. And uh, you can be sure, for the most part, the wombats that are submitted are put through to the show. So, um, with that being said, we will, um, as soon as I pull it up here, because I, I like Windows everywhere, you know, like the... Uh, the the (laughs) windows and tabs and tabs and windows and sometimes it can just drive you crazy I'm sure you know what I'm talking about anyway so this week's Wombat of the Week takes us actually to the world of sports and uh, this one came upon the news desk just last night and we found it to be fairly amusing amusing enough to put it on uh, Wombat of the Week and you might there might be some shades of Jesse Smollett you remember that story, Jesse Smollett? There'll be a little shades of that in here. So basically, a former NFL player, Edon Lewis Kaufman, who was the owner of, the re- of a restaurant in Lawrenceville, Georgia, which is about 25 miles northeast of Atlanta, um, was arrested. He was arrested for destroying his business in an attempt to stake a fake hate crime and burglary, according to police. Kaufman played for several NFL teams from 2012 to 2016, including the Washington Redskins, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Gwinnett County Police Corporal Michelle Pihera told WSB-TV, that's where we get the source of of our news this week, uh, they still aren't sure why Kaufman might have targeted his own business. 
She says, we don't know if it was a financial motivation or what the case is at this point. A maintenance worker at the shopping center plaza, plaza, the plaza, at the shopping center plaza, at the plaza, where his establishment is located, saw someone burglarizing a restaurant about 9.30 p.m. last Wednesday night and called the police. Officers in the area spotted a black truck without a license plate and pulled it over thinking it could be a possible suspect. It turned out Kaufman was driving the truck. They searched the back of his truck. They found several flat-screen TVs that looked suspicious because the brackets were still attached there and still had drywall attached to the brackets, meaning that somebody ripped them off a wall quickly. So when police arrived at the restaurant, they saw the places where the TVs were likely ripped off the wall, and they said racial slurs like monkey and the N-word and the phrase MAGA were spray-painted on the walls. They determined that the black paint was fresh and it did match the black print and spray paint that they saw on Coffin's hands. And to make matters worse, uh, to make matters worse for himself, Coffin already called his insurance company about the crime. He reported the incident to the insurance company prior to officers conducting the first pullover. So, according to the police, everything for this lined up to be the perfect arrest. Kaufman was charged with insurance fraud, making a false report, and a tag violation for taking his license plate off his truck. So here's the thing, if I may. Your Honor, if I may. So this idiot, Wombat, whatever you want to call him, so he destroys his own business, uh, writes racial slurs all over the place, steals TVs, and tries to get out of there, thinking nobody at all saw him, is watching him, and a maintenance man calls the police when they see something suspicious going on. Now, the real stupid thing here is, is that he did all this, called the insurance company, and then he gets arrested for performing the crime. So now, it looks like it's completely staged. Kind of sounds like Jesse Smollett, remember? So what's going to happen now is the trouble's not over for him. He's in all kinds of trouble for this. But think about this. His insurance company is going to drop him, okay? And then they're going to blackball him to make sure that all the other insurance companies that do this kind of insurance, business insurance, knows that he attempted to, attempted to defraud his insurance. This is a classic wombat of the week. I mean, what a jackass. So he's got... All kinds of trouble coming down the line, not just the arrest and not just the fact that he was of making a false report. He's going to have some insurance troubles. Plus, all said and done, he still has to pay for all the repairs and to get everything fixed up himself because he was the one who did it. Classic idiot. <laughs> so, um, E. Dawn Kaufman, you, sir, win the... Wombat of the Week award here on the Joel Mahalik Show uh, for uh, that stupid-ass <laughs> move. Okay, so uh, moving right along, folks, on the program. We also do a very important segment. This is very important to us. Uh, honor Thy Heroes. And you'll find that all over Twitter and social media under the hashtag Honor Thy Heroes. And this is us honoring any and all heroes out there doing that extra special thing. 
For instance, I would honor the lovely Sharon every week if I could because she's my hero. But unfortunately, you cannot continually take the award. This is not uh, a game show and you have to eventually leave. <laughs> you have something to say? You're walking right up to the microphone. I actually do. What? I thought you left the show. I did. <laughs> yeah, but I can never just stay away. Right. Especially when you talk about such wonderful people. So what do you want to say? Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. So uh, what we do is we search high and low, and we also accept donations to the email of local heroes. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times we don't see local hero heroes that pop up into small community newspapers. And if you have such a story, we would like to have it. So, you know, today... The hero that we picked today, you may or may not know, but September is September is a, a special time for food banks, okay? Hunger Action Month is what September is. September is Hunger Action Month. And this goes on across the United States of America, okay? So, What they do is local food banks get together and they use this campaign. They're trying to uh, gather money donations, encourage people to help fight local hunger. And so the Hunger Hero campaign is a way for the local food banks. They're looking for those local heroes. They're looking for thousands of local heroes in all different localities by the end of September. Okay, so now we're going to focus on that for a second because... If you've ever read my blog or uh, known some of the things that I ran about on, on Facebook, uh, I'm, I'm real bothered with the homeless problem in America and the, and the people that go hungry in America. And I, and I always feel like there are things that we can be doing over in this hand to solve that problem instead of putting money in this hand and giving it away to people that do nothing for us. So... Um, so I wanted to talk about this Hunger Action Month and talk about some, you know, some ways that you can get involved. Obviously, everyone knows the food bank. The food bank is so synonymous, right? This food bank is so synonymous with hunger. But do, do you get involved? And not only that, like, food bank is one. Like, we have the Delaware Food Bank, but there's a lot of other agencies, too. There are churches, there are local charities, there are local groups um, that donate food to the less fortunate, and, you, and not necessarily the homeless, because a lot of people donate their time, their money, and food to shelters. And um, there are churches right around where we are. There are local churches that perform all kinds of charities, including feeding the less fortunate when they need. I have seen them in my own community delivering to people who are on hard times. And in fact, Sharon and I have donated food to local neighbors without the use of a charity or a group when we know people are on hard times. That's what we do. That's what we do as human beings. So, I want to talk about Feed in America. It's a network of food banks fighting hunger across the United States. They use this annual Hunger Action Month and Hunger Action Day, which is September 12th, come and gone at the time of this podcast, to gain awareness of hunger in local communities and to publicize action opportunities. 
Okay. Um, on Hunger Action Day and throughout the month of September, people can learn about food scarcity and local hunger needs by taking tours of local food banks. You can generate mini food drives in neighborhoods or local groups. You can volunteer. You can donate money. You can sign up online to become a hunger hero. So there's already all these people that work in these groups that are our everyday heroes and are honor that heroes heroes this week on the show. But what I'm saying is I'm trying to spread the word. I'm trying to uh, I'm bringing this up to not only celebrate them as heroes, but say, hey, they want more heroes, and you could be that hero. We're only approximately halfway through the month, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Of course, it could be Christmas by the time some people are listening to this podcast. But what I'm saying is, it also doesn't have to be in the month of September. Sharon and I have uh, done most of our food charity and seen a lot of the local food charity going on. Not so much in September. We see a lot of the activity closer to the holidays, November through January. And so it, it doesn't, you know, you don't step up and be a hero in September. This is great that there's an awareness for it. But I kind of think that, that people who are hungry, food scarcity needs to be every, like a, a, an awareness all the time. Like an everyday awareness sort of thing. And so, you know, uh, on the show for this week, we're honoring these heroes. And I'm hoping that, it, that I, I'm outreaching to you, hoping that, hey, you could, you could help. And that brings us to my one last thing which is volunteering, going beyond this volunteering at local food banks. You can volunteer and do a lot of things. And really, if you want to volunteer, it doesn't take much time for you to poke around on the Internet or talk to people you work with, find out what kind of organizations are looking for help and get involved. Uh, Sharon and I spent many, many years volunteering in uh, emergency services on all levels of emergency services. Uh, that is a great way to support, uh, to volunteer and support your local community because you are supporting your local community when they have issues. You know, tr- you know, uh, uh, accidents, fires, medical conditions, you know, uh, uh, being on standby at certain events, all kinds of different things. And we collectively did that collectively it's like a business right we have 50 years in the business Sharon and I have a combined of almost 40 years of volunteer services between the two of us in emergency services so you know um, first and foremost I think it's real easy to say it's real easy to suggest that if you're looking to volunteer food banks and um, food organizations that are looking to feed the, the, the hungry are a great place to start. A lot of things you can do there on a lot of different levels to participate and do your part. Uh, and, you, know, you, can even, you can even talk to your uh, work about doing a mini food drive, and all you got to do is make arrangements with the local food bank and let them know that you're doing it because you will be bringing that food to them. They will even suggest, okay, hey, if you're having a local food drive or a mini food drive in your community or in your, say, in your business office, they'll suggest what they need. Because food banks get a lot of donations and they suck a lot of food for shelters and for, you know, food banks and, and different things. You know, 
So they know what they have, and they know what they're going to need. And so it's always good if you're going to plan something like that to talk to your local food bank, your local shelters, and find out what their needs are. But it feels really good to volunteer. And we're getting into a, a, a part of the year where, you know, the, with the holidays coming, and, you know, some people celebrate Christmas, the Christmas holiday season, basically from like after July 4th all the way until like Valentine's Day. You know, I'm being, you, I'm spreading the sarcasm a little thick there, but you know what I mean. You know, July 4th is over, Christmas trees are going on for sale. Some people like that. And so we can all just do our part and a little bit and pay it forward and help people who need it. And it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot. You know what it takes? It takes a spark. It takes one person to be a spark and say, let's do this and get others involved. And then it's a group thing. And then your end result has become so much larger. And that's all it takes. And this is the season coming up where people who work really hard, work in multiple jobs, and still can't make every end meet. And this is the time of year coming in where they could use that extra help. And this is that time of year where you can help them. It just takes that divine spark. And that brings the show for this week to a halt. I mean, not a complete halt. I'm going to, I will sign off. (laughs) Purposely, I did that pause there. I do want to thank everybody for listening to the program. I want to remind you that the website is joelmahalik.com or for less exercise on your fingertips, jmtalk.net. Go to jmtalk.net. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast, and I'm very happy for those that do. And I want you to spread the word. If you can't wait for each uh, Sunday when the new episodes drop, then feel free to just click on the 24-7 stream and listen to us all day and night. All you need is a device that has a web browser and an internet connection of some sort. So also visit us on social media. Uh, Facebook, it's JM Talk. At Twitter, it's JM Talk Radio. And you can get involved with the conversation and come say hello. Until next time, folks, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and remember when you're out and about, pick up three pieces of trash. I will see you all next time. Goodbye. (laughs) 